This is My 30 Minutes with Kayla Itzinas. Last year, Forbes named her the most influential fitness star in the world. At just 26, she's a multi-millionaire. You're really going to love getting to know Kayla Itzinas. Hi, it's Kendall Gilding here, and I'm sitting down for my very first My 30 Minutes with Kayla Itzinas. Yes, actually, that's perfect. <laughs> it's funny. Um, one of the first questions I wanted to kick off with was telling people how to say your name, because every time I talk to people about you or we reference your program, people don't seem to no. know how to... And you tell people often on social I media, do. but... I think once you've had it in your head, it's like people read it as it signs, and that's it's done for them. They can't understand that it's Itzinas, but it's very Greek. So yeah, it's Itzinas. Kayla Itzinas, everyone. Um, thank you so much. It's a real thrill to catch up thank with you. you. We're in Adelaide. It's a cold kind of stormy day. It's very day. bad today, yeah. Um, but it's great to be in your hometown with you. Um, you are a fitness star. That's kind of how people know you. Forbes made a pretty big call last year calling you the number one um, influential fitness star in the world. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to kind of have that sort of title? That feels amazing. So like so blessed to be in the position that I'm in, but also like blessed to have people recognize me for doing what I love doing. And that's like helping women, training women. Um, so yeah, it was awesome. It was, really, it was actually a shock, but it was awesome. How do you see yourself, I guess, um, in a snapshot? If we were just to do a 30 seconds of who Kayla is, how, like what, what, what do you see yourself as? 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> me, a uh, personal trainer, uh, family person. I will just keep saying family person. Just family person, like Greek. Um, I love helping people. Um, yeah, it's a hard worker. Yeah. Family's cool. Yeah, that's family's great. like my life. Yeah, my family's. That's why I don't move from Adelaide. That's, yeah. Is family, do you think they play? Or relationships in general play a pretty big role in perhaps why you've been so successful yeah well yeah they're, they're humbling my family like so my grandparents are Greek they don't really speak much English they don't really know what I do like they do but they don't and that's like really humbling because when I go to their house they're not talking not talking to me about work they're not you know talking to me about newspaper articles they can't read like the magazines that I'm in so it's nice to just go there to eat and for them to just talk about what they did and like their like biggest issue is like the barbecue doesn't work or something like it's just yeah so it's really humbling and having family just um, makes me a better person. They don't speak much English. No. So when you go there, are you speaking? Yes, yeah, but you have to speak Greek, or you can speak like very slowly. Like they don't say, they don't say much. They say like how are you? Good. <laughs> you want to eat? That's it. Like that's that's as far as the conversation. <laughs> that's the conversation, and then you just sit and eat. And then they speak to you in Greek. Do you, because you have a sister, do you speak to your sister in Greek? No, or do you, no, you no, speak no. in English? No, I speak in English, yeah. I mean, my sister speaks in English. Can you speak any other languages? No. Okay. That's pretty good. I can count, count to 10 in Chinese. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Greek and English, I'll take it. Um, going back before all of this began, you nearly didn't study personal training, or your mum sort of thought perhaps when you're a teenager, maybe this wasn't the best career move. Can you yeah, see how your life like, might have been different? My mum is like the most supportive, like she's the most supportive mum ever. And whatever I did, she said, she said to me, whatever you do, I support you, but where are you going to be in 10 years? So that was, that was actually 10 years ago. I said, I don't know. And she said, is this something that you want to do for the rest of your life? Can you do this for the rest of your life? 
said, yes, yes, I really want to. She said, okay. She sort of was like, she looked at me like, okay, if you want to do that, then I said, I'll do teaching as well. I'll go to university and I'll study teaching. So I went to university, I studied teaching, but I love personal training so much I deferred with all intention of going back. And then I just, then I just didn't go back and I've just stepped to it ever since. What were you going to teach? PE. Like, you I was going to be a PE teacher. Yeah. Because that's what, my, both my parents are teachers. So um, I was like, okay, I'll naturally just fall on teaching like them. But I guess I am sort of a teacher in a different way. Hmm. So when you made the step to pursue personal training, because the course is obviously different to going to uni, um, knowing that your mum said, well, give it a shot, but yeah, how viable is this as a career? Did it feel like a bold move at the time? No, no, I don't know. It felt like, it just felt right for me. It felt like this is what I want to do. This is what I love. I didn't really care what anyone thought. Like, it was just like right for me. Um, so I didn't really think about, oh, like I'm being a bit sneaky, like doing personal training. It was just like, I love doing this. This was awesome. So I was able to change people's lives just in Adelaide and that was enough for me. So you finished your personal training. You're starting to train people. What happens for you then? So when I first started, so I started... Uh, when I first started a women's only personal training center, we had a system there where we had to upload their before and after photos, which was like a confidential system, just like so we could show our clients after a few weeks their results with us. And then when I started doing mobile personal training or training by myself, um, when I started my own business, I, I really wanted those progress photos. I missed that computer system. So I was like, I'll just take them on my phone. And then um, my little cousin said, why don't you just put them on Instagram? It's like an app where you can upload your like favorite photos. So I started doing that and um, women just started following me. They started requesting for me to train them, um, for requesting for my help, and they did not live in Adelaide. And then my partner Toby said to me, like, why don't we create some ebooks for them so you can put what you're doing with your clients in an ebook and, and so they can do it at home. So we did that. And it honestly just took off. Like we worked hard, like we worked so hard to do these ebooks to make sure it was perfect for them. You know, I did every single workout, I did every single exercise to make sure it flowed perfectly. There was like a lot of science behind it, but the, they just loved it. It was awesome. The concept's amazing because if someone wants to um, work out and work out with a PT, that is a physical, say, 30 minutes or hour with you. And if you're going to work full time, say you've only got 40 hours to spend with someone, and in which case they kind of need to live near you, but even if, say, they're willing to fly you to wherever, you've only got so many hours in your day. And so the concept's amazing that, you, you know, between you and Toby, you had the foresight to say, well, let's make something so that everyone can kind of join in on this. Yeah, yeah, everyone can join in. Like, not every, like it, was, it, was, it was aimed at women. There was like a, a part of the market that just wasn't there for women. Um, there wasn't anything that was like 20, so we did 28 minutes. There wasn't anything that was, that was that sort of program. There was nothing that was targeted specifically at women. It was all like programs for men, and, you know, altered for women. Like there was nothing for women and there was also nothing that's told women, you know, work out to be strong, fit and confident. Women were like, excuse me, like, like, I know it sounds weird now because we're sitting here in 2018 and that those, those words have been thrown around and that, that's what people work out for. But like back in the day, that's not what you saw on TV. It was get shredded now, lose 10 pounds, like all the celebrity diets, like that's what was there. So when we came out with this plan, people were like, sort of like, what is going on? So we really, again, like we hit the market. Where it needed to be and because it was tailored to women I mean when I think about exercising you know there was always exercises that existed for men and it was like oh if you're a female you do push-ups on your, you know on your knees like it, it was a very kind of condescending yeah 
And it was a very kind of condescending, um, just system working out as if women, it wasn't for them or, so were you really breaking the mold in that way? Yep, so um, that was the first thing I did on my first world tour, I went round and um, I gave all the women, like I was, I was doing my tour and as I was in the middle of my boot camp and I said, all right, the next exercise is push-ups. And I stopped and I stopped the music and I said to everyone, we're gonna do push-ups on our toes. And I said, can everyone tell me what um, the push-ups on the knees is called? And someone goes, girl push-ups. Wow. And I was like, absolutely not. And I was like, this is a, a, a modified version of a push-up, but it is not a girly push-up. A push-up on your toes is a, <laughs> is a girl push-up. Push-up on your knees. It's it just like, I didn't want someone to think like, we're precious or, you know, like, we're like fragile. Like, we, you have to do it on your knees. Like, why? Like, that's a way to build up. So that was like the first thing that I ever did, like, built women's confidence up. And um, I remember one of the ladies came up to me once. She was like, I am so glad I built my way up to doing a man push-up. <laughs> I was like, you've got this all wrong. Mm. I think this has changed. I think it's completely changed. I think it's changed too. Like, yeah. I think now it's more, I think we're expected to do push-ups on our toes and it's not a man push-up. No. It's just, that's just a push-up push push actually. Yeah, so maybe maybe perhaps you can be credited with a bit of that culture shift in our country, which is definitely something to be proud of um for someone like me who wasn't kind of privy to all the details on the inside of your journey it really seemed like your star rose and rose and rose over the last 10 years did it feel as fast for you as it did kind of seem to someone like me on the outside or to you can you just kind of remember really hard work and I remember no, the really hard work. So I've only been around for like three or four years. I was a personal trainer before that, but no one really knew because there was no Instagram um, or I wasn't on it anyway. But I remember the hard work. I remember the hours. I remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning and finishing work at 11 o'clock at night. Like these were like huge day so when people say like oh you're so lucky mm. <laughs> oh, this just happened to you yeah so it's like no it's yeah we, we're, we are lucky like I feel lucky but we worked both Toby and I worked so hard so many hours we had so many clients we had boot camps we had personal clients we had group sessions like we weren't we just didn't go on Instagram one day and say oh here's a program we had those results from that real-time clients so yeah we did work really hard has it come to a point where you are able to pull back at all? Like um, in terms of say maybe your output in specific hours or how much you have to do, have you been able to pull back in a different way? In a different way, yes. Like I don't have my, you know, my boot camps um, anymore or those big group sessions. I still do um, my client, like I'll train my friends and stuff like that, but I don't have the hours and hours of clients. But you have to work hard in different ways. You're doing world tours, you're training 4,000 people at once, you're traveling all over the world, you're doing stuff like this, like early mornings, freezing cold outside, you guys can't see that, but it's freezing <laughs> cold outside. So like you, you work hard in different ways. I think I'll continue to work hard in like my family, like I said, my family's Greek and all they do is like hard work. So I know nothing, like I wouldn't be able to do nothing. No. Was there ever a point for you where you did look around and because although you were working really hard and it was one-on-ones and then it was kind of, you know, evolving in a way, was there ever a point for you where you looked around and kind of went like, this is working? Like, did was there ever a shift where you thought this yeah. is really getting traction? Yeah, when the, when the first girls started sending in their transformation photos, that was like, 
because we grew very organically. Remember, there was no sponsored posts. There was no like mm. advertising on Insta. There was nothing like that. So we grew through word of mouth. Um, and that's like for when our, when our programs got released, I think like six months after that, it grew, it grew really big, really organically. And, and women were talking about it and they're loving it. So I think that's how um, we got most of our following and our, uh, the culture and the community. Um, and then again, the world tours were amazing because you get to see people in person and bring like a community of women together. So You talk about culture and community. Um, social media can be a pretty ugly place to spend time if you're, I don't know, looking at some people's posts. Your community is incredibly positive. They, I've never seen anything like it in a way that, you know, I want to believe women are really good at supporting women, but so often we're not. And I think in Australia, tall poppy syndrome is um, really rampant. And even when you want the best for someone sometimes because you feel insecure, you maybe bring them down. But in your community, it is the complete opposite. We've got women who are like strangers to each other. Yeah. And they kind of add this hashtag to their, you know, to their profile that like, you know, I'm part of Kayla's team. And they all, like, it's phenomenal. And they all themselves then end up with stacks of followers because people journey with them. Why do you think, why do you think that's happened? I think positivity attracts positivity. Like you surround yourself with the people that you want to be like or you want to surround yourself with the people that will bring you up. And that's why these women have so many followers because they're just literally like, they're like rays of sunshine, like these women. Um, And I think like I started with like a few really positive girls and it just grew and I attracted what I am and I attracted um, more and more women like that. And then it just became like, I think like we're now like the world's biggest online female fitness community. And like they are incredible. So when people write things like uneducated comments, like you were saying about social media being like harsh sometimes, someone will write something like, you know, oh well, I think she looked better before. And someone will jump in and say, well, it doesn't matter because she feels fantastic now. And just having that support, whereas I, so I don't have to do it. I don't have to come in and say and justify and say, well, she feels better. Someone else will do it for me. So I think that's really nice as well, having that support from not only like I'm supporting them, but they're also supporting me. And they all support each other. It's just yeah, they're fantastic. It's just unbelievable. It's a real testament to kind of what you guys have built. Um, how do you feel about social media? It's a big part of your brand. It maybe you never chose that intentionally, but it's how it's evolved. How do you feel about it? Like I would be, I say like like social media is like my friend because like I'm a friend of social media because of what it does for the business because it's able to bring so many women together in a positive way. If it was different for me, if I was in a different situation and there was a lot of negativity surrounding um, what I did, if I was a different person, I can understand um, how I wouldn't love it as much as I do. But like for me, it's brought a community of women, the biggest community of women all over the world together through health and fitness, um, through just like being happy, being confident. Like for me, that's, uh, that's the ultimate for me ultimate I brought people together through health and fitness like that's unheard of like women wanting other women to do well women wanting other women to work out and do well like that's just like it's honestly unheard of I want to go to the gym like I want to be healthy yeah for women that's yeah it's amazing because to so many other people in your position with that level of influence on social media um, there's a lot of striving that goes on on particularly Instagram Um, at the moment I think you've got nine point four million followers no doubt that will have gone up (laughs) by the time um you know some people are at home watching this um 
In terms of having that big of an influence, what's amazing about you is, from my perspective, you're not a sellout to anything. <laughs> you know, Thanks. a lot of people that are using Instagram, they're kind of, you know, they're promoting something or there's just this real level of striving on there. How important is it for you to like maintain that just, you're just authentic on there. You're not trying to sell people Adidas pants or. Yeah, no, 100%. And that comes from actually um, the very beginning where Toby and I sat down and he said to me, we need to set up some rules because both of us, and not, not rules like you can't do, it was like we both of us, have never used Instagram before. This is growing really fast. Like, I want to know if we're going to start a business and we're going to have like staff members. What will you do and what won't? What won't you do? Like, so just so we can have a ground rule. Even if we do go and do media, because um, we never did media before. The, my first media, I was, oh my god, I was so nervous. <laughs> but I, we had to send them a sheet of like, what wouldn't I do? And they sort of just laughed at the sheet. It was like, Kayla will not be in a bikini. Like, Kayla will not be sexualized. But my things were like, I didn't want to be sexualized to sell a product. Um, I didn't want to promote things that I don't believe in or that's not relevant. Um, I didn't want to, I wanted to make things all, like things that I posted had to be relevant for my community. Not something that I think is cool, something that's relevant for health and fitness. And there were just heaps of little rules that we set and we just stuck to them. And I think it's made it really, really good. So we've had, of course, we've had amazing opportunities um, given to us, but we've just had to say no just purely because it doesn't benefit our community. It's, it's not what the girls want. I mean, it might be awesome for me, to get a pair of whatever it is, a pair of clothes, but it's, it doesn't benefit the community. So I have to say no. And it's been really good. That's so humbling that you're like, yeah, it's great for me to get this, but if it's not going to benefit. Yeah, I'd much rather pay for it myself. We're just, we're just talking about how I have a hole in my pants. It's okay. <laughs> These are old. But I'd much rather pay for myself for three years and get holes in it than you know, take something away from the community. So it's incredible. Thanks. Mm. Um, do you find you spend a lot of time on your phone because of social media? Like I know you record yes. videos every day, but do you find you, you know, you, how many hours a day would you be spending on your phone? Like I, like I say to people, as much as you would spend at, like say you work nine to five on a computer at work, I spend that on my phone plus more. So yeah, I'm, I'm not like an alarm be like, oh, I put my phone down and I try and <laughs> no. And it's, it's worse because, well, not worse, but I work with Toby. So, and that's my partner. He's the CEO of the company. So like we come home, we talk about work. Like people are like, where's your balance? I'm like, well, we like it though. We like, like we can like come home and like, oh, this is exciting. This is this, like, we're both on our phones. We're both sort of like on our phones together. So yeah, I'm always on my phone, always. Till I wake, from when I wake up till I go to sleep, I'm on my phone, but I'm working. That's what I say. Well, you are. I mean, in a way, social media is has become a large part of your job. Oh, yeah, it's everything, yeah. And it is such a great way to connect with people. Um, you mentioned Toby, so and you've talked about family. Um, you and Toby have been together for a long time. He's obviously incredibly instrumental in your success and the He's brand. The um, and so he works as the CEO. Yes. Do you um, do you work together throughout the day or no? So um, we've got like amazing staff members. Like his job is to run the business, and my job is to run my little BBG section. So it makes more sense now that there is Sweat, because Toby is the CEO of Sweat, and I am um, a BBG. Like I'm the trainer within Sweat, and I work on the BBG community, my BBG program. So I'm BBG. Um, bikini bodyguard. Yeah, oh, we probably um, sorry. Didn't yeah. that. Twenty eight minutes. <laughs> Twenty eight minutes. Bikini bodyguard. Um, the reason we called it that as well as so before people are just like, what? What is that name? Um, is so we can change the way that people thought about the way that um, 
we're, we're talking about the words bikini body. We wanted people to go onto my profile and see like all these different bodies and be like, there is no bikini body. It's just like when you feel comfortable. So when you feel confident. So um, yeah, so he's the CEO and I guess I like, I work for Toby, but like we're in a relationship. So it's <laughs> when I'm at home, I'm like the Greek boss <laughs> of the house. <laughs> and then when I work, I, I listen to what Toby says. How, um, I get, so you launched the Sweat app in 2015. Yeah. Um, and I guess, cause you mentioned BBG, did it feel like it was kind of differing your brand in a way that like, you know, you're kind of giving people a new name that they're connecting so with? So Sweat came out in 2016. Sweat with Kayla was the first one. And that was just because we only did that because people were asking for an app because they kept losing the guides. You know, they'd print them off, they'd leave them at the gym. They're like, can we just have an app so we can have you sort of like on our phones and travel with you everywhere? So first it was just my program within an app and then it became sweat. And there was no, there was no dramas with that. I was happy with that. Um, I still, st- again, I stuck to my BBG, um, control of my community still. So it wasn't a big transition for me. The girls loved it. And having two other trainers as well. They love that as well. Tell me about the success of the app because it's been massive. Yeah, it was massively successful. Um, women absolutely love it. They say like it's like a personal trainer in your pocket. Um, having 28 minutes on there, um, again, so easy. Having two other trainers and so now there's post-pregnancy, um, there's weight training, there's yoga, there's my programs, there's high intensity, there's my stronger program. Like having just, there was a need. Again, when we first started, there was a need for women. There was a need for women to train and for women to have more confidence. Once they got that, there was a need for women to be able to, or a want for women to be able to swap between programs. Women don't want to do the same program, you know, for the rest of their life. They want to be able to change and chop between and why not? Why doesn't Sweat should be able to offer that? So that's all we did. Not to undersell yourself, but in terms of like app pricing, you know, your app came with, um, you know, it's, it's like got a fee because, you know, it's like a membership. You subscription. Paying for a subscription to yes. the gym, you know. Yes. Um, you know, the app is obviously hugely successful in a dollar value as well. Did you, were you worried at any point that like the dollar value on it would or wouldn't discourage people from coming on board? I think at the start, um, because we were one of the first people to have the subscription model for health and fitness app, it was a bit of a shock and people were a little bit taken back like, oh, we have to pay this much a week. But then we explained it like, it's like a coffee. It honestly is the price of a coffee a week for all your workouts, all your food, all your progress tracking. And I think once women got on the app and they started using it, they're like, oh, this is fantastic and it's so worth it. So that's sort of the feedback that we got. At the start, people were like, we have to pay weekly for an app? Like that was unheard of, like especially health and fitness. But then they're like, wait a second, we pay weekly for our gym membership and then we have to pay for classes and then we have to pay for... So and they loved it. They don't need to go to the gym to do no, these exercises. So if you got rid of that, and <laughs> I, like I should point out the app really changed everything as well because it's actually got you doing exercises in a moving kind of sense. People can watch you, you know, you can hit play and see how to do it and it's actually you filmed doing it. So I imagine, I remember when I downloaded the app, I was like, oh, that actually really has helped me too because you want to do the exercise 100% correctly. Um, so I think that really yeah we had um, what a big it. green screen so we have and um, we do all our exercises on the green screen um, like having it, even like things like little things like having Apple Music integration we were the one of the first people that had that Apple Music integration into the app so having your workouts there um, having your green screen so you can actually see the exercises that you need to do like in the right form whether it just be a photo so it doesn't say burpees 
for the photo, it's burpees with me actually doing a burpee. So yes, I filmed every single one of those exercises. I was so sore. It was like 500 exercises. Mm. Crazy. You um, you say you you know you're on your phone a lot. You work a lot, and then you and Toby go home together as well. How do you find a work life balance? Um, family's hugely important to you, and you try to see them. Is yeah. it like almost every every day. every day? Every day. Um, how do you find work life balance? Or I guess is it just all consuming in the sense that you're so passionate about what you do, there doesn't need to be a differentiation between being at work and then being at home with Toby. Both. So. Um, with in terms of Toby, like me and Toby are completely, totally understanding of um, our relationship in terms of like we always work, but we also have, always have fun together. Like if we want to put down our phones, like, let's go to dinner, let's go bowling, like we'll do that. In terms of my family, I like book them in like appointments. So I'm at my grandparents' house at 8.50. I have to be there at 8.50 because that's when my grandma puts the coffee on. And if I'm there any later, I miss out. Like she'll tip it down the sink in front of me. I'm like, die! <laughs> but like, <laughs> she, um, so I'm there like every morning for a coffee. I make sure that I see my grandparents. Um, and I'm there, like my mum will always, like she'll text me at like two o'clock in the afternoon when I'm like shopping. She'll be like, dinner at my house? I'm like, yes, yes, I will do that. So we always see mum, mum and dad, sorry, they're together. Um, and we live, which is so Greek as well, we live two minutes away from each other by drive. So again, very Greek, we can just sort of, it's very easy. And we're in each other's lives as well. Like I'll get home and my mum will be vacuuming my house. I'm like, are you all right? <laughs> so I had a few, brief, a few hours. So yeah, I see them all the time. So it's really special. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I guess in general, fractured families or whatever, but even then, yeah, being that close with them, it's, it's really special. It's the best. Um, you do live in Adelaide and this was, yeah, something I wanted yeah. to ask you. You could live anywhere in the world, you know, being as successful, influential, you know, obviously money, you could you could kind of live wherever you want, but you stay here in Adelaide. Yes, because I love my family too much. Like, if I didn't have my grandparents or my parents, it would be a different story. I, I think it would be a different story. Um, sorry. It's all right. It's okay. Um, yeah, so if I... If I didn't have my family here, it would be a completely different. Oh, no, not a completely different story. I do love Adelaide, but having my family here, there's no way I could leave them. Like, and I can't leave my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I see them every single day. I coffee for them every single day. Like, I have dinner with them once a week. There's no way, like, I would trade living in, I don't know, somewhere in America in a big house for not seeing my family. If you did live somewhere else, though, like hypothetically, yeah, where would where do you think you'd want to be? I would just move up to um, up up in Australia, so somewhere where it's like a little bit more sunny than Adelaide. I wish you guys could see how cold <laughs> and rainy it is outside today. But like, I would just move, yeah, a few hours up, so somewhere in Queensland or yeah, probably Queensland. So you'd stay in Australia? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. kind of want to be in no, New York or anything no, no, like no, no, that. No, no, no. I love Australia. When I'm traveling, like I love traveling. I love meeting new people, but I always. Like I get to Australia and I almost like kiss the ground. I'm like, I love, I really mm. do love Australia. I think Australia is so beautiful and people don't understand how beautiful we really is here and how lucky we are. Yeah. You only have to travel to kind of see how amazing Australia is whenever you come home. You're yes. like really, really thrilled to be here. Um, we've only got a couple more minutes. I want to talk about success with you because um, when I talk to women, I find that we seem to be really... Um, hesitant to acknowledge our own success. I don't know why men seem to be wired really different and they are always pretty proud of their success and really own it. Um, You're 26, you're about to turn 27, you know, I could list a million things, you know, you're a multi-millionaire, the most influential fitness star in the world, you know, have a great relationship, have family. 
Do you feel successful at this point in time? Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, like when I was, okay, so like this is a silly story, but when I was younger, I said to my mum, oh, we're rich, aren't we? And she said, we were not rich. <laughs> my mum, no, we had, no, we had, our house was like mud, we were trying to renovate, like, my, my dad was a teacher, my mum was like working at a fish shop, like she was a real estate person beforehand, but she started working at a fish shop and then she did like volunteer work at a school as a background. And she said, yeah, we are. And she said, why do you think we're rich? And I said, because we have the biggest family. Like we have so much family. She was like, she said, I wish I recorded you say that. I honestly thought that money was family. I don't know how I thought that when I was a kid, but I always thought I was successful. If you have, I think if you have family, not necessarily by blood, but people around you that love you, you love what you do every day and you have, yeah, I guess like, you know, friends, family, I think you're successful. Like, and I honestly think that. I'm not just saying that as like, a, oh, I, and I feel successful because I've got my family. I really think that. So I felt successful before. And like I said, when I had my clients and I was training people out of my backyard, I felt successful. They loved it. They mm. were training in the rain outside. There was no cover. Like jumping on my equipment was all getting wet and I didn't care and rusted. I thought I was successful then. So, yeah. So if all of this, if the community, if social media, if sweat, if everything disappeared, I would say you'd be that, okay. I say that every day. You'd be all right. I miss my community. I love my community. I love what I do and I love being able to help women. But if someone just went and said, you, all you've got is your family, I'm happy with that. Take my family away though. And perhaps that's, that's the secret issues. to your success. Um, 40 seconds. What can we expect next to see from you? Oh God, um, helping women more, 40 seconds. <laughs> um, no, so I'm doing a few boot camps this year. I'm traveling more, I'm going to different countries. Um, and I wanna like, we're talking about success just before, talk to women about being successful, not putting themselves down, um, do more motivational speaking and things like that. So that's what's next for me, I think. Is moving into a speaking role maybe a bit different? In, 100%. In terms of, cause you're always up there working out and doing something. I hope Is to combine the two. I hope to, yeah. you know, speak first and empower women and then sort of do a workout as well. I don't want to just go places and just speak. I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. That's what I do. So I hope to combine the two together. Definitely. All right. Time's up. 30 Thanks. minutes. Thank you so much Thank for you. taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to chat with us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Kayla, it's seen us, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you.